What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones, and we've got another episode for you this week. And sports are slowly starting to roll back, and it is baseball time, finally. Uh, baseball exhibition games started being played today. It's a Monday night when we're recording this, and, uh, you know, regular season right around the corner. Uh you guys excited to have your teams back? I'm not really excited because the Red Sox are not going to do anything this year, so it's kind of a waste for me, but I know you guys must be pretty excited. Well, Sully might not have been excited after the last two nights, considering. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's all good fun. Just too exhibition. early for a rant, but I mean, we looked like a double-A softball team. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. And I think that's insulting to softball players, actually. Because because even so, a woman's softball double-A team wouldn't be that bad. I mean, they were just atrocious. They were despicable. They were, oh, my God. I mean, who, who, who were the pitchers? Was it Who was the first night? I didn't watch. Uh, it was in Fire Island. What was the first pitcher? I honestly don't know. I didn't catch the first couple innings of the first game. Someone, was it Mike something or... I I don't want to. I have no, no idea. idea. It was a no yeah, name. Though. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It was. Or was it? Was it Schmidt? Maybe I don't know. But oh uh, wait, for the for the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, for the Yankees. Oh, oh it was Michael King. I know Michael that. King. I didn't know who never, started for the. Never Pets. heard of Michael King. Never heard of him. Don't. Not saying he's not good. Not saying he's not talented. I don't know how up he, how high up is he, but I don't think he's a top ten pitcher on the Yankees. He's a top ten prospect. Yeah, but is he a top ten starter? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, if he is, he's like, you know, eight, nine or 10. Yeah. So, so, you know, he's not a top eight or nine starter. So, so he, you know, he, he carved us up pretty good. And then, you know, we have the uh, Montgomery show and he just looks like a, you know, Montgomery's a solid pitcher. Don't get me wrong. He's a good four, great five, probably, I think in my head. And he absolutely looks like he should win five Cy Youngs against them. Uh, I think he gave up two hits in five innings. Probably one of the best preseason performances of all time. Seven, <laughs> eight strikeouts, tons of ground balls, uh, face the minimum through three or four innings, picks a player off, picks Conforto off. I mean, you could not look any better than Montgomery looked. You couldn't. Nolan Ryan couldn't have looked better. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, we we ran our A star, our pretty much our A team out. We had Alonzo, we had Conforto, we had Rosario. Uh, no one knows where Ramos is, just not to be found. Uh, that's a new thing with the Mets lately is we just, you know, we don't show up to camp. Uh, Robinson Cano is just out of shape, uh, can't make a throw to first, just just shows up out of nowhere. Um, we didn't know where he was. We don't know where Wilson Ramos is currently, so that's cool. Uh, just uh, show up whenever you want. The new thing yeah. is is uh, is I had an important family matter to attend to. That's yeah, the new. Okay. That's the new blanket excuse for every situation. I didn't know seven million families were all going through different things right now. Yeah, not, not and not to say that you know that all of them are lying or that you know this instance was not true. You know, for all we know, he could have been going through something terrible. But I just find it funny, like the last ten people who have gone missing in every sport 
have had some unidentified family issue going on. Yeah, I wish I could use that excuse for work and then just show up when I want it. Then they'd be like, ah, Twitter, that's just yeah. Tom. I mean, even in a regular job, you gotta you gotta let somebody know. Yeah, exactly. Although I I'm sure, just... like, I'm sure the manager knows or someone knows in the organization, GM. But I just think it's it's funny. Yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely not a good look so far for you, Sully. I'm sorry. But things will turn around. Granted, I mean, you'll probably have like five of your six best players get injured within the first month. But, you know, that's just the way it goes being a Mets fan. Yeah, exactly. Classic Mets. <laughs> good yeah. Classic Mets. But, um, obviously, most people have the Yankees and the Dodgers being the big winners this season. Most people can agree that they're probably going to play for a World Series. Um, but aside from them... Who are some teams today that you could see being in the World Series come December or whenever the fuck they're going to play it? All right. I'm going to give a dark horse. It's it's real dark. It's like, you know, like Voldemort and Harry Potter dark. But I'm going to I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Reds. What? Wow. Yeah. The Cincinnati wow. Reds. People don't realize um, they added a lot of pieces. They added uh, Nick Castellanos, who's. Great. He's filthy. Uh, they added Mike Moustakis, another great player. They traded for Trevor Bauer last year, who wasn't right, clearly. Sonny Gray had a resurrection year last year. They have Luis Castillo, who's the next ace in, in MLB. So they have a very deep uh, pitching staff. Wade Miley is a back-end guy for them. Wade Miley's no no slouch. He's been very good for the Brewers lately. And then their fifth starter, Anthony Del Scafani, he's not, he's not good. But they're f- one through four is very good uh, pitching-wise. Uh, they still got Votto, who's not what he was. Uh, Nick Senzel, the young center field prospect, uh, had a pretty nice season last year. Your you, you, Gino Suarez, I think, hit 53, 51, 52 home runs last year. The last six seasons in a row, Suarez has hit more home runs every single year. Suarez is an absolute monster in the National League. I think it was 50 or 51 home runs. He's incredible. He doesn't get any love at all. Signed Freddie Galvis, another nice player. I mean, I mean those two big bats right there. Castellanos was a huge part for the Cubs down the stretch, and Mike Mustakas, you can you can pencil him in for thirty and ninety. I don't know. It's 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 a deep sleeper, but I think that pitching staff can really carry them with Castillo, Bauer, and Sonny Gray. I think it's a great one through three. Um, then they have the, the the reliever who's great, Lorenzen, who also hits. He's like he's the Jack guy that benches like four hundred. Iglesias this is a, this is a even year though. I gotta remember, Sonny Gray track record says he's gonna have a bad year. I think it's like the last six years he's gone on and off. Odd years he has a great well, year, well, years terrible year. We'll see. And and they got Pedro Strope as well. I didn't I forgot that from the Cubs. He's an, he's another talented pitcher. Yeah, so, the Reds. I mean, the the Reds definitely deserve some credit. Their fans think they're winning it all. You know, I I see a lot I of mean, chatter online. That's a talented squad. I mean, Bauer is their third pitcher right now. Bauer is their number three right now. Um, it's also a talented division, though. They, that, it, they don't really have a bad a, well, team. Here's how the division is. The, the, Brewers, the Brewers lost pieces. They lost Moustakis. They lost uh, Jeffress, the reliever. They lost someone else I can't think of. Ryan Braun's always hurt. I'm not, I'm not as high on the Brewers as most people. Um, they lost Wade well, I, Miley. I, I don't think lost, they have five teams— that could win the division, but they don't have an Orioles. They don't have a Marlins. They don't have, there's well, no, they, do. they have the pirates. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm thinking I'm forgetting the Pirates are the Pirates are the team that's terrible. And then the other four are all respectable. The Cardinals are very good defensively. Uh, Flaherty proved to be a complete stud. Um, Turned into an ace. I'm sure he'll repeat. They had some really good pitchers. They had Dakota Hudson pitch really good for them as a rookie last year. And then who's the other team? The Cubs is another team I'm not – I'm low on the Cubs. They lost Castellanos. They were not good last year, the Cubs. And they lost – they're not a bad team. I think they're in the 80-win range. But to me, uh, Reds over the Cubs all day. So to me, the main two are the main three are definitely the Brewers, Cardinals, and Reds. And I guess you could put them in any three orders. But I don't see the Cubs being contenders, really. Yeah, that's fair. I, the Cardinals were actually going to be my my pick if it, the Cardinals if I'm is not great, or for, for the if World I'm not take, yeah if I'm not taking the Dodgers, the Cardinals would be my pick. And you could take any team in the, that wins the NL East. You could take that. It's just you really don't know which yeah, one say, it would be. That's another thing. I think the Central and the East are so comparable in that sense with the you know four solid teams and one bad team. Yeah. No, no elite team. Yeah, the wild card should be interesting. What do you think, Tommy? I kind of like the Rays for this reason. They are going to be – they are one of few teams. So Miami and the Rays, we've talked about this before, are going to be at a huge advantage this year. You know, you got your Yankees and your Red Sox. They feed off the crowd. They need those fans there to get them going. The Rays and the Marlins just simply have no fans. So they are going to be at a complete advantage throughout this entire season. And, I mean, the Rays are pretty good. The Rays have a good pitching staff. They've got a good one, too, a Snell and Morton. They've got Hunter Renfro. You they know, got they've Glass got, now. They, they have- yeah, they got Tyler Glass now. That's right. They got – um, what's his name? Diaz. Uh, the – a reliever? No, oh, no, no. Oh, no, they have, they have Yandy Diaz, yes. Yandy Diaz, yeah. Yeah, Yandy Saudi. Diaz. Yeah. Jose Martinez. They've got some decent players. There. They've got some decent bats. I think Jose they, uh, Martinez is a good pickup for them. That was a good pickup. Yeah. He was uh he he was he was from the Cardinals. He can definitely hit. I think they the Rays can, have uh, they And they still have Austin Meadows and they have Tommy Pham, right? That so they got a very talented outfield. Uh, do they still have Pham? Do they still have who? Fam, or did they trade Tommy Fam? I thought they might have traded. He may have. He may have went somewhere. I thought he left. Yeah, he's on the Padres. So they no. Now yeah. it's now it's coming back to me. They traded. They traded Tommy Fam for I think Emmanuel Margot and a pitcher. I want to. I want to say it was Man- Manuel Margot, who's nowhere. Manuel Margot is not the player Tommy Fam is, but I think there was a there was a pitcher with it. Uh, the Rays oh, have, no, the Rays have it was Hunter Renfro. Sorry. The Rays have three pitchers in the top seven Cy Young odds. Morton, Snell, and yeah. um and Glass now. It's pretty impressive. Glass, uh, no one yeah. else no one else has two in the top ten. Oh wow. sorry, the Indians do. They have Bieber and Clevenger. But outside of that, yeah, no, they cool. have a really talented uh pitching staff. They have a they had the number one bullpen last year. They have a bunch of like no named guys. They had uh they have the uh, what's the reliever? He's he's missing my I'm missing his name right now. The the guy with the fastball that moves like a foot. Jose Alvarado. Jose Alvarado. What am I thinking? Jose Alvarado. I'm looking at the names. Jose Alvarado. And he uh, he did not pitch well last year, but he's got filthy stuff. Um, they have a bunch of other relievers. Nick Anderson, Diego Castillo is one of them. They have like they have Ryan Yarbrough as one of their you know starters that goes two innings. They just piece it together. They have such a deep bullpen of like no names uh, in the grand scheme of things, and they just they just quietly have the best staff overall. 
And they have my boy G Man Choi. Don't forget about him. G Man Choi Fox. G Man Choi. G Man Choi uh, Fox. He'll give you 19 homers a year. Wait, Dave, who did you say? You said the Cardinals? Cardinals. Cardinals. So we got the Reds, we the Cardinals. Doing, the I Rays. thought we were just doing like National League, but I guess like thinking about it, the Cardinals would be my World Series pick anyways. But I was just picking in the National League. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of was too. Uh, but they would still be my pick. My I like, pick is I like them better than any other American League team in that I would have said. I mean, my I mean, the Rangers isn't as big. I mean, I feel like the Rangers. I mean, not the. I feel like the uh, the Cardinals are more. I feel like just the name and everything. There, they most people would say they're more likely to make the World Series, especially after last year. Yeah, definitely. But um, how about? The NBA. So we had a bunch of tests. The, uh, the last 346 tests done, or 360 tests done, somewhere in the mid-300s, they have had zero positives. So maybe the bubble is working. Maybe this is actually going to go off without a hitch now that the uh, like the first week jitters are out of the way. I mean, it seems like the guys are settling in. I know we all saw Jason Tatum. I don't know if you saw that video of him out there, his, uh, his drive on the uh on the links but uh hit, hit the monster drive so it's always good to see one of your boys out there doing something a little a little extracurricular what a what a crazy radical concept to people for people to stay you know inside or stay in in you know safe take precautions and and not be idiots and the and then there's no more coronavirus it's it's crazy i can't believe that radical strategy worked what yeah, an insane what of, an insane uh, thought uh, process it's like it's almost like they listened to all the medical professionals in the world, and and it actually worked. It's crazy. And they, they probably wear masks too, I'd imagine. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. God forbid. God forbid they had to wear a mask, and it and it worked. You know, <laughs> couldn't believe that. It's yeah. But tough. what uh, what what about when these players though that did test positive do rejoin, and we find out three months from now that. You never really lose it. You always have it, and you're always transmitting once you get it, or some crazy shit like that. And then the season goes down in flames. What are, What are we gonna do then? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure some politician will find out a way to be blamed for it, or you know, some, someone will be the scapegoat, and it'll be some big political mess uh, for the NBA failing. But. I don't know. I mean, that would be that's an avenue we I really don't want to go down or really think about yeah. that possibility. Well, I mean, it but seems yeah. like when precautions are taken, it works. I mean, you look at the UFC; they've done I think eight or nine events now. Actually, I think they had their tenth one um, Saturday yeah. since they've come back, and they've had I think three positive tests throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and wasn't it all people like weren't the three tests like they were tested? In they tested positive in the test they took before they entered like the the bubble for that event. Uh well, one of them no, one of them was at they um they weighed in and they found out after the weigh-ins that they had tested positive, so it was on their like second round of testing. But one of them, yeah, it was before, and then just before the last pay-per-view, someone's coach tested positive and couldn't go. Gotcha, and so. After the weigh-in, is UFC, like, in a bubble, though? Like, if you weigh in the day before, are you, like, in a bubble until the fight's over? Yes. Or, yeah, or is you, it... They usually get there, like, Wednesday, and they're in, like, their, their quarantined 
until after the fight, and then they go right home. Okay, yeah, so that makes sense. It's like a just a shortened bubble. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, exactly. They're in and out. Like they've been doing the last three fights in Abu Dhabi on their their yeah. fight island. So that has been like serious testing. Like I think everyone gets four tests when they're when they're there. I think they get one before they leave. Then they have to quarantine for twenty four hours. Then they get on the plane, and then when they land, they get tested, and they have to quarantine for forty eight hours, and then they get tested. I think two more times before the fight. Yeah, I mean, that's how you got to do it. Listen, if you can't fucking quarantine for like three to five days to make this happen or in any sport, uh, you know, go fuck yourself. You know, we've all been quarantining and doing whatever we need to do, and I'm not getting millions of dollars to do it. Yeah, Um, exactly. But it is encouraging to see, you know, that type of stuff working, you know, when they actually take intelligent preventative measures that aren't insane, just – just do it. Let's get sports back. Let's get our fucking lives back. I don't understand yeah, the, the... People called him crazy. People called Dana White crazy and an asshole for doing this. It, it's working. Like, he's doing it an amazing job. They set up a great yeah. system for getting it done, and he's been the only fucking game in town for the last two months. It's great. <laughs> he and, has probably... fucking Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell should be on the fucking phone with him every day figuring out what yeah. they do. That just and doesn't make it sense. probably grew the sport by it must I bet I bet there's two to three million new UFC fans stretch. Oh, I mean, especially sure. with the ESPN. Yeah, easy. yeah it's it's easy. I mean, like you said, it's the only show in town. It's it's a great obvious saw an opportunity and he took it. But it's a risk, you know. If he if he had failed, it would have been a, a nightmare. It would have been you know, it could have gone the other way. It could have hurt him more than it's helping him now. Kudos to him for, you know, kinda having the balls to take that risk knowing he was going to be able to do it correctly because there was a world where that went poorly and that would have been a, a poster child for a lot of people to say, whoa, hold up now. Let's let's reconsider these other sports coming back first. You know? Yeah, exactly. And there's been no reports of fighters who went there and fought coming back and testing positive either. So, I mean, that's also, yeah, that's that's also a good sign. Yeah, you can't. I mean, I mean that... It, Sports fans should be thrilled that this is the news coming out of the UFC and the NBA and even the the PGA Tour. I know PGA Tour is probably the easiest to keep do social distancing, but they had, what, three positive tests, I think, since they've come back in six or seven events. And now it's yeah. down to zero. The last two events, they've had zero. So they, they clearly, you know, even when there's a positive test, they've taken the measures and gotten it back down to where it needs to be. So it's not spreading. So I mean, you should be they should be taking notes, especially in a time period where the co- both the college football and NFL season are literally hanging in the balance, and America doesn't. Re- I don't think America realizes how how in how up in the air both the college football and NFL season are. I think they're literally a true fifty fifty at best to start on time. Yeah, and I don't think people realize how shitty that will be if there's no football for so many different things. That'll hurt just if there's no NFL, that's going to hurt the economy so much. You lose all the people going out buying food to make for the games on Sundays. You lose all the alcohol sales. You lose all the TV advertisements. It's like you lose all this. There's going to be billions of dollars lost if the NFL season doesn't happen outside of just the TV deals and the NFL money. Think about what do they need? What what needs to happen? Everyone needs to fucking stay home, stay inside their houses, and not go socialize. That's what fucking people do by choice on Sundays when there's football yeah. on. Having football will not only like help the economy, but it'll 
help the disease because people won't be they'll want to stay home for 12 hours and watch football. They don't want to yeah. stay home. They don't want to stay home now. But football will be a reason that people want to sit on their couch for 12 hours. Yeah. Red, red zone ain't going to watch itself. I know that. Exactly. And you're not going to be able to go to a bar to watch football. Like, yeah, bars might be open, but you're not allowed to put 75 people in a fucking bar. You know, most states are not even allowed to put people inside of a bar, let alone, you know, have a, a large amount. And who wants to go watch a game at a bar and pay for food and alcohol with six people when you could do that at your couch on your couch you go to a bar for the atmosphere with all the people i don't know i can't think of one reason you would want to go to a bar to watch a game if you only are going there with the same six people that would be at your house not there isn't one if you yeah, tell I'd, me there I'd is always one. i'd always much rather watch at home than go out to a bar there's too many distractions at the bar that's what i'm saying even when i have the choice to go to a perfect bar atmosphere i choose my house so I don't even know. I, I don't I would love to hear someone try and justify without the bar atmosphere a reason to go out to watch the game. That to me yeah. is the, that, that's what I'm saying. Like there's no there's not one logical way to justify leaving your house to watch football without the bar atmosphere. If there yeah, is like a normal and- time, you know, you want some food, you want to be in the atmosphere, a bunch of other fans of the same team watching the game together, blah, blah, blah. But if that's not happening, there's there isn't a single point to reason to go to the bar. Yeah. Or anywhere. Stay home. Watch a game. Order food. Cheaper. You can get the food yeah. in the house. It's cheaper. The booze is cheaper if you go buy at the bar. I mean, at the liquor store. Who cares, you know? And you can still see the people that you want to see. If you, your close friends or family, if you trust that they're being safe or whatever. Or if you don't care at all, then invite them over. But you're not, at least you're not, you know, hanging out with a million people at a bar, you know? It's a win-win-win all around for the NFL coming back. It'll be devastating if the nfl doesn't come back i mean i think they're definitely coming back but it's just it would be so tough to for it's so tough for me to see the whole season happening yeah Uh, i don't sadly i don't see it i i i don't see it i did roger goodell the incompetent the incompetency incompetency is just it's not nothing anything new if this yeah, season, he it, might be—he might be the worst commissioner. He—he he might be the worst commissioner like ever. ever. He's so bad. Really? I don't know. I think he just makes the shittiest decisions. Weren't, weren't I mean, there some bad hockey ones? Oh well, yeah. I mean, but that's what are you gonna do? It's hockey. Who gives? Yeah, a people fuck? hate that. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? You yeah, know? right. How bad? I'm how talking. bad is him? What's your take on him? Uh, I mean, people don't like him. I don't really know why people don't like him. I mean, I don't see. You can't really mess up hockey. The guys really don't complain. They just go and play. Like that I just think that's so Well, he got the season. He got the season canceled in 2004. That's why people hate him. Yeah, that oh, that's true. The uh I just think hockey there's just like it's it's so it's like peanuts compared to the NFL. Like you it's just not even like the same level. Like Goodell definitely has so much more going on around him and to worry about than Batman does. I mean, just the money alone. I mean, the NFL is probably worth what five, seven times what the NHL is. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, think I think the the Phoenix Coyotes are the least valuable team in sports. I think they're valued at like five hundred something million. Yeah, and it's like you. Well, you look at the um, just the salaries too. I mean, for a sixteen game NFL season, you've got the highest player making around forty after Mahomes signed this contract, and then in the NHL for an eighty two game season plus playoffs. You have the best players getting eleven, maybe. maybe. I was gonna say, yeah, what it's like ten to twelve is like the the star yeah, salary, and that's like Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin. That's like 
the household yeah. names that everybody the knows. The tier, tier one grade A beef guys. Yeah, and every team has like one of those players that gets paid that much, maybe. maybe. Yeah, and the rest of the Yeah, you see guys that are like, you know, solid veteran players signing for like $2 million, you know? Yeah, and maybe. you're like, wait a minute. And like guys that play, you know, it's not just like some, you know, fourth line winger. It's like, you know, second line winger who's got like actual experience. You know, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, he goes for 30 goals a season and he only makes two million. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a different world. Yeah, but no, fuck Adele. I think Adele's an asshole, obviously. You know, I have my personal bias against him for several. You reasons. think he could maybe if he doesn't you think his job's on the line if he doesn't get this season all the way through? Yeah, I think the owner someone's got to get someone's got to get blamed. You know, the owners surely aren't going to blame themselves and the players union. You can't fire the players union. Well, it depends if the NBA and NHL and MLB all get seasons done and all get through a full season and the NFL doesn't. Yeah, I think that I think, it, as they say, his ass is in the jackpot on that. Yeah. One. But. Think about it and, and think about the NA, even furthermore, forget the MLB. If the NBA and the NHL complete these these seasons and then also successfully launch their next season, that's even oh, worse. If that, if that happens, he's out. He's out. He has to be because someone's going to be to blame. And yeah, it's going to be Roger. Yeah, he's the only one that the, the sword can't fall on anyone else in this in this instance, because the, yeah. the only reason the Reners, the reason that the owners love Goodell and he's protected so much is because he's fucking lining their pockets with money, but he's yeah. not going to, no matter what he does now, that's not going to happen. Even if the best case scenario happens, there's going to be massive losses on profits compared to a normal year just because there's no, yeah. there's no fan stands. Yeah. And the, uh, it's funny. The Patriots actually said, uh, the other day there was a story that if they are allowed fans, they're only going to do 20% or whatever. So that'd be like, 12,000 people out of a 60,000 person stadium and it would only be like season ticket holders so it's not like it's any money actually coming into the Patriots that they don't already have yeah that's great I mean uh, so uh, Mark Davis today or yesterday said that he caught like some flack for saying that he he said he wouldn't go to the games if fans weren't allowed like he he would he would like suffer the same fate essentially like if the fans aren't allowed to go he's not going to allow himself to go the same thing, and he also said, like, I can't, he's either, he's only supporting all fans or no fans. He's not doing the, the half-assed, whatever, you know, we'll let in 20,000 or whatever, because the NFL already blocked off the first eight rows around the, the field. No, no stadium can hold people in the first eight rows. And he was just like, listen, I'm, what am I going to tell these, these season ticket holders and these fans who put their money down for PSLs and help build this stadium that we just had? Uh, that they can't go to the game or that the person who who bought tickets in in row 20 is more valuable than the person who bought tickets in row five. And then and then I'm going to sit there and say that with a straight face while I also sit back and sell advertisements on the seats that they can't sit in because they're going to block off those seats and just lay a, a tarp over the seats and it'll be you know, sponsored by Budweiser. It'll be a big fucking Bud Light logo or whatever it is. You know, some company's going to pay to cover those seats in their branding. And he's like, how could you, how could you possibly say that to a, a fan base or a season ticket holder that the, someone else is more valuable than you, or just based on your location, you're more or less valuable to anyone. It's just to me. I, and I, it's when you look at it through that lens, I think it's pretty difficult to disagree with that logic. 
You know, how pissed would you be if you just forked over, you know, tens of thousands of dollars for fifth row season tickets and the dude who bought, you know, $2,000 season tickets in the upper deck is getting to go to the games, but you got to sit home and hold your dick. I'd be furious. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, realistically, there's not going to be any fans at anything. That's, there's no really, way. That's that what's going to happen. I agree. It's a moot point because there's no way that there's going to be fans in the stands. There's just right. no way. I mean, because all the, all the all the states that are are dumb enough to try it are the worst right now. You know. Yeah. All the SEC states, all the you know the states out west that didn't have any precautions at first, all those states that would be willing to take a swing at this are so bad and fucked up the first time around. They're already on their second chance because they didn't take their necessary precautions at first that they can't afford to have this happen. So even the the, the states that would do it or would consider it are in such a bad spot that there's no way they could. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. I mean, are the is the SEC still standing strong on the fact that they're having a season no matter what? I think they're standing strong on the fact that they're going to be playing football. I don't know for sure what the exact stance is right now on fans in the stands, but I know for a fact they're standing strong on there will be football played. Yeah. And I SEC know the, uh... hasn't canceled their conference schedule yet. I mean, they haven't like the big 10 said they were playing only conference games. The sec hasn't said that yet. I don't think college football is happening. I mean, uh, that's, UMass, that's like, the A-10 real. just canceled all the season. They, like, the A-10, up, yeah, the A-10 the other day uh, oh, announced they were canceling. No, 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 the A-10 canceled. Well, the, the, like, the problem to me with college football is they're playing for free. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever you want to call it. That's, I mean, yeah, imagine I, imagine uh, schools try and revoke scholarships because they're not playing football. That would be fucked up. That would be yeah. the most. But I wouldn't put it past the NCAA. That's what I'm saying. I guarantee you there will be schools that try and do it. Oh, yeah. Especially schools that rely on that revenue and are just going to get so fucked this year. Oh, I'm glad the colleges are getting fucked as much as they fucked so many young people. I'm honestly kind of glad about that. Like, they deserve this shit because they should have spent their money more wisely. Because they get... if the NCA has any fucking soul, it really what it should be is the governors should have should be able to step in and make this a law. But they should it should be literally illegal to to one force a player to play and lose eligibility or of any kind and revoke their scholarship. They don't have to u- lose a year of eligibility and they don't have to attend school if they don't want to. But their scholarship can't be taken away and they don't have to play if they don't want to. And if they don't play, they don't lose a year of eligibility. That should be how it should be. That's the morally right thing to do. Good. And if and if the NCAA had any fucking balls or any brains, that's what they would do. But I think it should be ma- it should be mandated by governors, and that the governor should take a stand and make that because you can't you can't fuck kids over like that, you know? Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Think about how many kids that come. There's so many kids that come from underprivileged uh, backgrounds and maybe they were raised by their grandma or their aunt or something, or even their own mother or father has a medical concern, or maybe they have a medical concern. There's plenty of kids who are, who are at risk, you know, just because you're young. I mean, obviously the numbers are better for young people, but that's not to say that there aren't young people who aren't at extreme risk from this. You know, there's people with asthma, there's people with serious lung disease, there's heart disease, there's multitude of things that could disqualify or make someone a high risk no matter their age. So 
to me, that's that's a that's got to be a slam dunk. And if to me, if the NCAA isn't going to do that on their own, that's got to be mandated by law by the governors. Because if the, if California can do the thing, make mandate the law that they have to get paid, and all that jazz and whatever you know law goes into creating that environment, you have to create the same environment. You have to make this law a thing as well. You can't you can't have it both ways. You got to protect the kids just as much as you give them the opportunity to prosper. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a real wake up call for the NCAA, and I think it's going to honestly, it wouldn't be the worst thing if college athletics got really hurt by this and then had to restructure how they did things going forward this could be a very good thing for college athletes it would be a silver lining it would be a wake-up sucks for the people who are going to miss their senior seasons or and things like that but i mean some good could come from it yeah exactly which is all we can really hope for yeah yeah Yeah, exactly but do you think the chances are college football plays full season Let's count, you know, in-conference games only as a full season. Uh, 35%. What'd you say? 35. Like, are we saying, like, the big five conferences? The Power Five conferences play oh. at least their own conference, their full own conference schedule. All of them? All five Power Five conferences play their full conference schedule. 8%. At 8%. least. 8 8 Eight percent. Okay. Yeah. I. I mean, all. I, all five have to do like all ten games. Is pretty. All five comp, big power five have to do all ten plus games. Yeah. Eight percent. I. I mean, I just don't. There's gonna be. There's gonna be at least one. There's gonna be at least yeah. one. And I. I could see almost all but the SEC, at some point. Yeah. It's gonna. The Pac-12 is definitely gonna be the first one to fold. It'd be very Pac-12. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would be very. But yeah, no, I I think it. I, I would probably be somewhere in the middle, probably like twenty per twenty ish percent of you guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, I I just don't. I don't. It's crazy to think about, like you know, working in the sports industry and seeing all this stuff. People aren't talking about it like they were with baseball. You know, baseball was the forefront of the conversation for so long about is this season going to happen? How many games are we going to get in? Blah blah blah. Back and forth, arguing with the players in the union. No one's talking about the NFL and college football. Uh, and no one realizes how close they are to not happening or how, you know, they're hanging completely hanging in the balance. You know, we have the SEC. Obviously, you know that what they're going to say, but I just don't. It, it's alarming to me how not alarmed people are about it. That's yeah. what's crazy to me. Yeah, I think a lot of people are just taking the fact that there's a baseball season happening, that they're going to get a football season and uh, they, they need to wake up a little bit because. It's going to be tough. It is. It is. It's going to be near impossible, yeah. But I think that's going to do it for this week, unless you guys have anything else. Nope. Doesn't seem like we do. Yeah, pretty pretty light week this week. Nothing too crazy happened. But we'll have some uh, basketball games being played here soon in the next week or so. We'll have real baseball games being played starting next week. It's going to be exciting. Can't wait to uh, talk about it then. Uh, until then, go follow us on the socials. Go to BleachFan.com and check out our store and all the awesome merch in there. Um, And rate the podcast and subscribe if you can. And have a good week until then.